In my last passage, part 1, I addressed several major prophetic themes in Scripture applying to both last days Babylon and the last days Northern Kingdom. I have stated previously that I believe that the nation of Babylon and the Northern Kingdom in the last days are virtually one and the same and that they both represent the United States. In part 1, I showed how different sets of Scripture addressing the major prophetic themes below is indeed consistent for both Babylon and the Northern Kingdom. False Gods and Idols Sin and Wickedness God's Punishment on His Vineyard God and His Jacob Army in Babylon In this passage, Part 2, I will address the remainder of major prophetic themes as they relate to Babylon and the Northern Kingdom, and will again show how Scripture is consistent for these. Given the consistency across all of these themes in Parts 1 and 2, Combined, it will be apparent that the nation of Babylon and the last day's northern kingdom, as described in Hosea, are very likely the same land and same people. The themes that I will address in part 2 herein include God and His Jacob Army God's Vineyards Exodus Babylon slash northern kingdom's Chaldean leaders and their punishment Destruction and desolation You will note that these topic areas above are similar to those that I covered in my post, God's Coming Punishment on Babylon, Part 2. In that passage, I show the results and effects of God's and his Jacob army's quiet war against the Chaldeans, i.e. the quiet war that was initially discussed in that same series, part 1. Specifically, punishment will come onto Babylon and its leaders in the form of an invasion by foreign armies. One additional topic addressed in this current passage, God's vineyard's exodus, is a natural consequence of all of the turmoil that comes upon that nation of Babylon in the last days. So, in this passage, as in part 1, I will show how these prophetic themes about Babylon also align with Scripture in the book of Hosea that describes the last day's northern kingdom. God and His Jacob Army In part 1, I outlined according to Scripture how God Himself, along with His Jacob Army, is present in the nation of Babylon, and the last day's northern kingdom U.S. In this current passage, part 2, and in this section, I will show how members of the Jacob Army provide warnings about God's punishment that will come onto this nation. I will also show the effects of the trap that God Himself sets, as discussed in my Babylon series, which corroborated in Scripture in the book of Hosea. The Watchmen and Warnings One similarity between Scripture in the book of Hosea about the last day's northern kingdom and Scripture elsewhere referring to Babylon or the Jacob army is the presence of a watchman, Hos 9-8. In Hosea, we learn that people in the last day's northern kingdom consider this particular watchman or prophet a fool, and place snares or traps on all of his paths. This reminds of the following scripture related to the last day's coming attack on Zion, but with references to the daughter of Zion, which indicates a possible dual meaning to include the northern kingdom as well. God says here. Also I set watchmen over you, saying, Hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, We will not hearken. Jer 6 17. God's people will not be ready for coming punishment due to the folly and stumbling of the leaders and prophets of Samaria. Prophets in last days Ephraim slash northern kingdom will be shown to be corrupt liars. Scripture says, both prophet and priest are profane, Jer 23:11, and this includes those who worship Baal and dishonor Jesus Christ in his own house. This watchman in the book of Hosea can likely be associated with the, the Jacob army, and particularly the branch, who raises the banner that signals and warns the world of the secret Chaldean wall of iniquity and lawlessness, along with their evil war and intentions against their fellow humanity. This banner also serves as a sign for coming war and confrontation. In the book of Hosea, we learn a couple of times about a trumpet of God's coming judgment being blown, signaling this. Blow ye the cornet in Gibeah, and the trumpet in Ramah, cry aloud at Bethaven, after thee, O Benjamin. Hos 5-8. Set the trumpet to thy mouth. 
He shall come as an eagle against the house of the Lord, because they have transgressed my covenant, and trespassed against my law. Haas 8-1. In addition to this watchman, another member of the Jacob army, the daughter of Zion, appears to be referenced in the Northern Kingdom Scripture in the book of Hosea, just as she is many times for Babylon. In my previous passages about her, I showed how she is a future queen in God's kingdom, as well as a mother figure for God's kingdom's children, that is, God's own inheritance and royal family. She is frequently described as a woman in travail, which I described in my prior passage about her as being a sign, similar to the banner above that is raised for significant biblical events coming on the horizon. Here is a warning to Ephraim about a woman who is in travail and who represents the northern kingdom. As a result of Ephraim's sin that is bound up and hidden, we learn the following. The sorrows of a travailing woman shall come upon him, he is an unwise son, for he should not stay long in the place of the breaking forth of children. Haas 13 13. This is, once again, consistent with the scenario in Babylon that I described where truth is unveiled and uncovered, and revealed for the world to see. Then, major trouble begins. Results of the Jacob Army's Battle and the Trap The outcome of the silent, behind-the-scenes war between God and His Jacob Army versus the Antichrist Chaldeans is that truth is exposed. I described in my recent Babylon series that, due to the trap that God sets, Babylon U.S. wicked people, including their leaders, will fall into their own nets. Then, Babylon's secret sins, which reach to the heavens, will be uncovered. This is represented by the falling down of the wall of Chaldean iniquities and lawlessness. Babylon slash Chaldea slash the Northern Kingdom, as a nation, the U.S., will be exposed for its corrupt, unlawful and deceptive dealings, which includes its dealings with other countries. I mentioned prior that other countries will awaken to Babylon's sorceries and wickedness as these are exposed by God. The following is a scripture referring to the northern kingdom's Chaldean wickedness overall. When I would have healed Israel, and the iniquity of Ephraim was discovered, and the wickedness of Samaria, for they commit falsehood, and the thief cometh in, and the troop of robbers spoileth without. Haas 7-1. This iniquity is a dialectic system of racketeering, including a financial shell game, that has led to Babylon's apparent wealth and glory as a leader among world nations. The uncovering and revealing of Babylon sorceries and magic tricks at the expense of others will bring on the wrath and a subsequent invasion by these nations. Uncovering the Northern Kingdom's Lewdness The event of uncovering Babylon's sins and wickedness is the same event in Scripture in the book of Hosea that is referred to as God uncovering its lewdness or nakedness. God says that He will uncover Gomer the prostitute's nakedness, Gomer represents His people, Israel. This nakedness and shame represents the lies and iniquities associated with Israel's prostitution with their Chaldean lovers and other gods. In this sense, God's people, Israel, are a strong representation of the society in which they live the last day's northern kingdom. As a symbol of this, God says about Gomer. And now will I discover her lewdness in the sight of her lovers, and none shall deliver her out of mine hand. Haas 2:10. So, as represented by Gomer, the prostitute, God says that His people Israel have played the harlot, Haas 4:15. This is very similar to the harlot who rides the beast of the Babylonian kingdom in Revelation, ch. 17, by whom the nations have been deceived by her sorceries, Rev 18:23. Gomer, Hosea's wife, representing the harlot of Israel in the northern kingdom also essentially represents and symbolizes the queen of the Chaldean kingdom. In speaking to her, here is how God communicates symbolically that Babylon's sins will be uncovered and the Chaldean kingdom will be conquered. Take the millstones, and grind meal, uncover thy locks, make bare the leg, uncover the thigh, pass over the rivers. Thy nakedness shall be uncovered, yea, thy shame shall be seen, I will take vengeance, and I will not meet thee as a man. 
As for our Redeemer, the Lord of hosts is His name, the Holy One of Israel. Sit thou silent, and get thee into darkness, O daughter of the Chaldeans, for thou shalt no more be called, the Lady of Kingdoms. Is 47-2-5. The Chaldeans U.S.'s nakedness will be exposed along with its shame. You may recall from a prior passage the exposing of Chaldean sins and wickedness that will prove to be a shame on the country of Israel, as well as for its individual citizens. In my series on Babylon, I showed how Babylon will also be ashamed before the world, and this will especially be the case because they have rejoiced over the ruin of God's vineyard, which of course is linked to their Chaldean gods, idols and practices. In the book of Hosea, we learn similarly about the shame that God will bring on the northern kingdom. It, Chaldean idol, shall be also carried unto Assyria for a present too, the great king, Ephraim shall receive shame, and Israel shall be ashamed of his own counsel, idols slash alliances. Hoss 10-6. As they were increased, so they sinned against me, therefore will I change their glory into shame. Hoss 4-7. God's Remnant Vineyards Exodus. There is a point in time, likely in the tribulation period, when many more of God's people will begin to awaken. As truth comes out about Antichrist called the tactics of oppression and captivity, God's people will recognize that they are part of the vineyard that has been oppressed and targeted, and will realize that they will continue to be in harm's way, facing persecution. Recall that God says about them in Babylon. My people hath been lost sheep, their shepherds have caused them to go astray, they have turned them away on the mountains, they have gone from mountain to hill, they have forgotten their resting place. Jer 50-6. God's people flee and wander. I have previously described a larger remnant exodus that will take place worldwide in the tribulation period, but certainly out of Babylon where a significant population of God's lost sheep reside. Babylon's sheep will need to flee suddenly, according to Scripture, and will be awakened if they have not been previously. These are His people who will finally be able to see and to hear. At the time that it becomes necessary to flee and escape the sword, it will not yet be possible to return to Zion. Recall that many of the same events, and external invasions, will come upon the country of Israel, just as they will for Babylon. As a result, God's people who flee Babylon will find themselves wandering. In the meantime, they will continue to be pursued by their enemy as wandering sheep, or like chaste row. Scripture says at this point, for those who exit Babylon. And it shall be as the chaste row, and as a sheep that no man taketh up, they shall every man turn to his own people, and flee every one into his own land. Is 1314. We would have healed Babylon, but she is not healed, forsake her, and let us go every one into his own country, for her judgment reacheth unto heaven, and is lifted up even to the skies. Jer 51-9. In Scripture in the book of Hosea referring to the northern kingdom, we are told, they shall walk after the Lord, he shall roar like a lion, when he shall roar, then the children shall tremble from the west, Hoss 11:10. False gods no longer work and God's people have no king. God says a couple of times in Scripture that fleeing Babylon and escaping the sword will be necessary for His people to deliver their souls. At the point at which God's people escape Babylon and are wandering, they will realize that their foreign gods no longer work for them. God's people, in their persecution, will also realize that they have no king or ruler who they can trust or depend on. The following Scriptures support this. For the children of Israel shall abide many days without a king, and without a prince, and without a sacrifice, and without an image, and without an ephod, and without teraphim. Hoss 3-4. For now they shall say, We have no king, because we feared not the Lord, what then should a king do to us? Hoss 10-3. My God will cast them away, because they did not hearken unto him, and they shall be wanderers among the nations. Hoss 9-17. Just like Gomer the prostitute, 
God's people will find themselves desolate and deserted as they wander during this time period. They will realize, practically and spiritually speaking, that they are without a king. Antichrist Chaldean world rulers will continue to pursue and persecute them. As mentioned, Gomer, who becomes desolate, is very similar to the story of the daughter of Zion, who is also abandoned. Gomer is described as follows. And she shall follow after her lovers, but she shall not overtake them, and she shall seek them, but shall not find them, then shall she say, I will go and return to my first husband, for then was it better with me than now. Haas 2-7. Gomer remains desolate and abandoned. God has hidden his face. As I have discussed in prior passages, God's people will finally recognize their many transgressions, especially in that they did not know or fear their Lord. They will go through a period of spiritual seeking during which they are without a king and realize that their foreign gods cannot help them. Some will begin to realize that Jesus Christ is their true Messiah. However, the Lord has chosen to hide His face at this time. The following scriptures demonstrate this. I will go and return to my place, till they acknowledge their offense, and seek my face, in their affliction they will seek me early. Haas 5:15. Come, and let us return unto the Lord, for He hath torn, and He will heal us, He hath smitten, and He will bind us up. Haas 6-1. They shall go with their flocks and with their herds to seek the Lord but they shall not find him, he hath withdrawn himself from them. Haas 5-6. The prophet Isaiah says about this time in a line of scripture referring to Babylon U.S., I will upon the Lord, that hideth his face from the house of Jacob, and I will look for him, is 8-17. Barriers to finding the Lord in the tribulation period. God's people who become refugees of Babylon will be wandering and will have difficulty in seeking and finding their Lord. In their spiritual seeking, many will find it difficult to discover Jesus Christ as their true God given a dark, anti-Christ-dominated world. Due to the world system that is in place at this time the new world order they will face tremendous barriers. God's sheep will not necessarily even be completely safe in their wandering given that they will be targeted by the world system. Scripture below shows how God's people will be in the midst of this Chaldean, Assyrian, Egyptian, world system that will be hostile and foreign to them. Israel is swallowed up, now shall they be among the Gentiles as a vessel wherein is no pleasure. Haas 8-8. They shall not dwell in the Lord's land, but Ephraim shall return to Egypt, and they shall eat unclean things in Assyria. Haas 9-3. They sacrifice flesh for the sacrifices of mine offerings, and eat it, but the Lord accepteth them not, now will he remember their iniquity, and visit their sins, they shall return to Egypt. Haas 8-13. It will be difficult to remain completely free of captivity, oppression and persecution in the tribulation period. Especially for God's people who have committed to the Chaldeans, and continue to serve in fear according to their oath, many will remain blinded as to spiritual truth. Babylon slash Northern Kingdom's Leaders At the time God's people are fleeing Babylon, God's punishment upon that nation will be in process. In my recent series about Babylon, U.S., you will recall that its leaders are, by and large, blinded as to the truth they become confounded and mad upon their idols as a result of God's trap in the Jacob army's banner. Yet remember, much of God's own people, Israel, within Babylon slash the northern kingdom will not be without blame. Many are corrupt and wicked, and many are members themselves of the Antichrist called the criminal cabal. Corrupt kings of Babylon slash U.S., along with other powerful Chaldeans, will see God's people's iniquities and feel justified themselves in their own wickedness. This includes persecuting these people God's vineyard, Remember, one Chaldean objective is to target God's people and to allure them into their own wicked ways, as well as to entice them to take oaths against their God. Many of God's people fall into this trap. 
they make the king glad with their wickedness, and the princes with their lies. Haas 7-3. Babylon slash northern kingdoms Chaldean leaders are rebellious. In the book of Hosea, the northern kingdom's kings are referred to as revolters. Recall in my passage about punishment coming on Babylon how its kings rebel directly against God, i.e. have been proud against him. This is corroborated in scripture in the book of Hosea that tells us the kings have spoken lies against God by the rage of their tongue. Here is what God says. Woe unto them! For they have fled from me, destruction unto them. Because they have transgressed against me, though I have redeemed them, yet they have spoken lies against me. Haas 7:13. In the day of our king the princes have made him sick with bottles of wine, he stretched out his hand with scorners. Haas 7-5. Babylon slash the northern kingdom's king's rebellion brings on God's punishment that is described later in this passage. At the time of their eventual shame and God's judgment, these same kings will say to the mountains, cover us, and fall on us, Haas 10-8, recall in my series on Babylon that these same kings will ultimately be captured and put to the sword, likely by invading foreign armies. Babylon's leaders try to escape to the world order. As we have seen, the Assyrian and his last days international invaders will come upon Babylon. Is this same picture shown in Scripture in the book of Hosea? The answer is affirmative. In typical Chaldean form, Babylon's own rebellious Chaldean leaders actually approach the Assyrian and the New World Order, their own enemy, for help with their sickness. In Scripture in Hosea, God likens Ephraim slash Israel, the northern kingdom, going to Assyria as a wild donkey that is alone and is looking to hire its lovers. Here, I will remind of what I wrote in my passage entitled Bible Prophecy in the book of Hosea which offers the scriptures below about how Ephraim, the house of Israel, and the misguided, blinded leaders of the northern kingdom will seek the Assyrian. This can likely be seen as the U.S. running for cover to the new world order in the last days. Ephraim also is like a silly dove without heart, they call to Egypt, they go to Assyria. Haas 7:11. Ephraim feedeth on wind, and followeth after the east wind, he daily increaseth lies and desolation, and they do make a covenant with the Assyrians, and oil is carried into Egypt. Haas 12-1. Also as is typical of the Chaldeans, Babylon's leaders will deal deceitfully and treacherously in approaching the world order. Recall that Babylon's kings include the treacherous dealer in the last days. His and other Babylon's princes' dealings will be uncovered for the world to see. We have learned that this will invite God's punishment onto Babylon. Its leaders will capture it and Scripture says the sword will be upon them. Here is what Scripture in the book of Hosea says referring to the northern kingdom. They return, but not to the Most High, they are like a deceitful bow, their princes shall fall by the sword for the rage of their tongue, this shall be their derision in the land of Egypt. Haas 7:16. Babylon slash the northern kingdom's leaders will be caught in trying to escape to the new world order. The truth about their deceptive dealings will be uncovered. We know at this time that the Assyrian will come, ultimately to plunder and destroy, but the following is what will happen to Babylon's leaders in the process, directly by the hand of God, and according to Scripture in Hosea. When they shall go, I, God, will spread my net upon them, I will bring them down as the fowls of the heaven, I will chastise them, as their congregation hath heard. Haas 7:12. The high places also of Avon, the sin of Israel, shall be destroyed, the thorn and the thistle shall come up on their altars, and they shall say to the mountains, Cover us, and to the hills, fall on us. Haas 10-8. Destruction and Desolation. As part of Babylon's punishment that I described in my passage, God's coming punishment on Babylon, part 2, I demonstrated how Babylon will be plundered and destroyed. I also showed in scripture how it will primarily be the Assyrian who God appoints to do this. Gomer, Israel is stripped and plundered. No matter who or what armies come to plunder and destroy, 
it is clear that God is the one directing. This is revealed again, in part, through the story of Gomer, the prostitute. I discussed earlier about the event of uncovering her, Israel's, nakedness as representing the revealing of the northern kingdom's iniquities and sins to the world. Additionally, the stripping of Gomer slash Israel has a meaning in scripture of God taking away her material luxuries, similar to the delicacies and fine goods of Babylon's harlot, which are described as, the fruits that thy soul lusted after, Rev 18:14. God says that Gomer, Israel, did not realize that it was him who had provided for her, and that she had instead sacrificed to Baal. He says in Scripture in Hosea that he will recover and take away her corn, wine, flax, wool, etc. as punishment. This represents God stripping the northern kingdom of both its staple goods and its luxuries. In a several places in Scripture, God likens his coming punishment to an east wind or a dry wind. Scripture in the book of Hosea also tells us directly that the northern kingdom's fortresses will be plundered, Hos 10:14. The following Scripture also shows this plundering. Though he, Ephraim, be fruitful among his brethren, an east wind shall come, the wind of the Lord shall come up from the wilderness, and his spring shall become dry, and his fountain shall be dried up, he shall spoil the treasure of all pleasant vessels. Hos 13:15. The Assyrian and his nations bring the sword. The Assyrian, as described earlier in this passage, is ironically the one who Babylon's leaders will turn to in their troubles, likely in the tribulation period. He will not only come to plunder, as described above, but will bring the invading sword along with his allies. Recall that Chaldeans are not even loyal to their own. In some ways, the Assyrian coming against the US in the last days is like the last days Babylonian kingdom coming against Babylon, the nation, US. We learned in my passage on Babylon that it will be made desolate as a result of this sword. Scripture in the book of Hosea corroborates the story about Babylon's desolation and that we are told that Ephraim and Samaria, the northern kingdom, will also become desolate by the sword. And the sword shall abide on his cities, and shall consume his branches, and devour them, because of their own counsels. Hoss 11-6. Samaria shall become desolate, for she hath rebelled against her God, they shall fall by the sword, their infants shall be dashed in pieces, and their women with child shall be ripped up. Hoss 13-16. We saw earlier in this passage how Babylon's, northern kingdom's corrupt princes shall also fall by the sword, Hoss 7-16. They will not escape as they had intended idols will be destroyed. In my passage entitled, God's Coming Punishment on Babylon, Part 2, I describe the complete destruction and desolation that is coming for Babylon. I also highlighted how God makes a special point in Scripture to emphasize how worthless idols will be shattered and demolished. This is likely both symbolic and literal destruction. There are many supporting Scriptures that I have already given about this, which I won't repeat here, but just to illustrate that Scripture in the book of Hosea about the northern kingdom corroborates this theme, we are told that God will break down their altars and spoil their images, Hos 10-2. In addition, we are told that the calf of Samaria will be broken into pieces, Hos 8-6. Some believe that this calf is the symbol of the U.S. economy and financial markets. Tilda. God returns and a remnant is delivered. The good news is that God still ultimately saves and delivers a remnant of His people in the tribulation period. In parallel to Gomer's story, Scripture in Hosea tells us that God's people will finally humble themselves, recognizing their own wickedness, and ask forgiveness for their sins, Hoss 14-2. At this point, they will be ready to come back and worship Jesus Christ in Zion. This is summarized in the following scriptures in the context of Babylon and the northern kingdom alike. Israel, thou hast destroyed thyself, but in me is thine help. I will be thy king, where is any other that may save thee in all thy cities? And thy judges of whom thou saidst, 
Give me a king and princes? Hoss 13-9-10. The Lord hath brought forth our righteousness, come, and let us declare in Zion the work of the Lord our God. Jer 51-10. Afterward shall the children of Israel return, and seek the Lord their God, and David their king, and shall fear the Lord and his goodness in the latter days. Hoss 3-5. Those who seek Jesus Christ in their suffering will find him and witness the event when he gloriously returns to his throne at the end of the tribulation period. To finish the story of Hosea, God, who had cast off Israel as not my people will now extend grace and receive them back. This is also reflected in Hosea receiving his wife Gomer back when she returns. Grace and Peace. Lion's Lair, LL.